crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire? Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit! I'm All right, put it. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than we ever know. Welcome to the JR Talk Show. I am one of your hosts, Robert Burry, joined as always by the king of comics himself, John Lee. Hi, how you doing? And the Robin Hood of radio, Rowan Spears Fulling. Stand and deliver! <laughs> 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 all right, all right. This is the JR Talk Show. Each week we get together, we're going to talk about movies, entertainment, and everything that has to do with that. Um, as always, we are on a bunch of different services for you guys. iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, Facebook, just go search JR Talk Show and you can find us. Um, you can also find us with a lot of our content on hammerbarrel.com. So let's jump into the news. News, 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 First thing I want to talk about that I thought was interesting, um, Lady Bird unseats Toy Story 2 as Rotten Tomatoes' best reviewed movie. I'm surprised Toy Story 2 is Rotten Tomatoes' best rated movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I thought it was interesting because they both have a very similar amount of reviews. Because uh, Toy Story 2 had 163 reviews and Lady Bird had 169. Wow. Because that was like my first inclination when I looked at it. I was like, oh, it probably doesn't. Because it just came out. Maybe it doesn't have a ton of reviews. That's probably why. And I was like, oh, it actually has more reviews. And it's still higher? Huh. How interesting. Yeah. What I'm worried about this is what happens a lot, at least in like I've known in the video game world where um, on Metacritic – Ocarina of Time is the highest one. And anytime something gets above it, people will start to like review bomb it to bring it down just as like a, oh, it's not that good, guys. Like, right. I worry that this kind of thing happens because it seems I didn't really know anything about this. And after I saw this article, I looked at the trailer. It looks really interesting. Yeah. It looks, it's been on my like to watch list. And then this hit last couple of days. And I was just like, I have to go see this movie now. Like, it was like, maybe I'll get it on in the theater when it's out. Or if I'm too busy, I'll just grab it on Blu ray. But now that it's like reviewed as this, I'm like, yes, totally. I'm yeah. totally gonna go see it. Hmm. I just got no opinion of it. It's <laughs> just, it just looks like you know, it's just like the typical, you know, growing up. Yeah, you know, slice of life. You're like, you yeah. know, like I'm all for that. Yeah, but, it looks yeah. really interesting. I'm just surprised based on the trailer. Like, trailer's fine. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, cool. But just like the reactions, like, oh, how interesting. Like, I just would never have expected <laughs> the reaction from the trailer because like, trailer's good. There's nothing wrong with it. But like, people are just like, it's incredible. I was like. Cool. Like I, yeah, just in the yeah. same boat as you, where I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna see it now. Versus like, oh, I might have seen it. It's maybe. been it's been interesting to hear from like I've been watching my like social feed, especially from people who work in the industry, and just like hearing the people who've gone to see it and just like this is a great movie. Yeah. Just like people who are jaded to movies being able to call it a good movie <laughs> is really yeah. nice. I expected to be kind of like this year's uh, Silver Linings Playbook, right. which is like just kind of came out of nowhere. Just like yeah. just had everything going for it. Like good movie. Mm -hmm. When people have been describing, it, they're like any like you know teen growing up movie you ever seen makes it makes this movie makes it look like super cliche because <laughs> it's so grounded and real. Oh, yeah. from people people are saying. So I mean, it's cool. Hmm. Um, I'm interested to see it now more than I was before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick mention of this: we've talked about this in past episodes, but it looks like the Disney acquisition talks with Fox are reportedly back on. Told you, man. Since Fox is uh. Stocks drop again a little bit. They're going to jump on back on that train. Money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, honestly, it goes along with them really wanting to, with their new 
streaming service solidify that all of their Marvel properties are in a line so that they can just do whatever they want with them. Plus just like everything else they'll get out of totally. that, like streaming service of like mm-hmm. Fox movies or Fox shows. Jeez. Man, I, you know, I was actually really hoping that that the Disney service was already already available for you know this this current episode because man, I I really needed to catch up on some uh, Disney movies uh, for a certain uh, talk show we're gonna do today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I mean, it's gonna be a ridiculous amount of money on either side, and it's funny that they have um, they specifically said that these sports and. News properties completely separate. They're not yeah. buying those at all. They'll, that makes sense. Someone yeah, else will totally buy those, <laughs> um, and they're just—they're basically just looking for the, uh, like you know, TV and film, TV film, you know, generated stuff like that. So it's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm just like this. Just always this fact that this streaming like Leviathan is coming. Or like, right. <laughs> I hear it. What was that? What was that? I it's know. Disney. Yeah, like Netflix knows it's coming. Like I'm really, I'm really curious what Netflix is like doing. Like I'd be, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the Netflix office and just hear them being like, "What ideas do we got? What are we gonna do? <laughs> we just gotta throw more money at the problem." <laughs> like, it's like, because which I feel like they're coming at Netflix at a perfect time where Netflix is in a very much a we've spent all this money in creating content. We're not really seeing the exact returns we want to. And now we're going to be losing a bunch of content that people I think really expect. Cause there was that big Disney deal, which you know has yeah. been going on for like 10 years or whatever that like, that was a huge deal. And now that's ending and Disney's going to be like, we got our own one and we've got significantly more money than you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Oh no. no. <laughs> like, it's just going to be crazy, man. It's going to be nuts. Cause there's so much Disney content. It's even still, on Netflix, whether yeah, you're looking at like you know child content with like uh, TV shows, um, like they have Mickey Mouse Club, they have like all these different like syndications they've got. Um, what's because the, they have some spinoffs, like they have a Cars spinoff, they have like different things um, on uh, Netflix, and they're that all is going to be gone, like because yeah. they're going to put that on their like, service, yeah. And then add Fox on top of that Fox's right. content, it's just going to be nuts. Yeah. Like if they if they just fly out say like oh hey we're gonna be streaming all of uh, you know the Simpsons the entirety right. like I'll be like oh absolutely sold are you kidding me right. I can watch the Simpsons whenever I want the old stuff that no one plays anymore yeah totally I don't want to get FX X X X X X X X X X to Disney, watch it. wouldn't that be weird if Disney owns it's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> 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 well I guess you know transitioning with Disney. Uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer came out a couple well, days ago. The, the what? The <laughs> Avengers of what? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't you know, follow with you. They're young fighting people. some guy named Thanos. <laughs> Ta- Ta- Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. He's a big purple thumb. God, it's, just, <laughs> it's ten it, years, man. Ten it's years. A little unreal. It's, it's a little unreal. Like, yeah, when you when you watch a trailer, it's like the scene where you just like you see really like one of them. At a time, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Then there's those first couple shots where it's like Cap and all the Wakandans and it's like Black Panther, and you're just like, oh, wow. And then, yeah. like, there's some more scenes where there's like more Avengers, like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, they're really just having all of these people together. Like, yeah, no, it's just, it's nuts. And it's just so weird that, like, I remember the end of Avengers yeah. and the, you know, just that teaser with Thanos then, and now to think that we're here like and we've been waiting so damn long 
I just, I just, I, it just feels like crazy because it feels like it just happens so fast. Like, yeah. you know, Thanos, man, you guys really just threw out a nobody knows character that only comic book people would know. And you reached it. And right. you made him intimidating. Like, yeah. at least throughout the, when you peppered him into those other movies, yep. you actually, like, made a presence for him. Right. <laughs> like, talk about a character introduction being, like, 10 years of movies leading up to you actually doing something. <laughs> right. Well, I, I sent this image. It was some Twitter post where it's like 2008. There's going to be an Iron Man movie where Nick Fury makes a cameo. 2018. There's going to be an Avengers movie where Thanos is going to choke slam Spider Man while Thor teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America and Black Widow, uh, Black Panther lead the armies of Wakanda. It's like, oh my God, we've come so far. <laughs> just like, just even like the like the, the steps, the emotional roller coasters of like you know like oh wow, like they just insinuated the uh, Avengers and the Iron Man, and it's like. Oh well, like you know, like that means we can probably get Spider Man. Oh, you know what? Sony owns Spider Man. You know, like that stuff like that. We're not gonna see these guys together. Oh my God! Spider Man just showed up in a Captain America movie where half the heroes are fighting half the heroes. Well, like and, and just those like things that you just never expected to happen. Right? Happened. Miracles, gentlemen. Yeah. We live in a time of <laughs> miracles. I just, I mean, the trailer was awesome. I thought it was a, a great, mm. like, just like, mm, yeah, shivers up the spine. Like, here we go. Yeah. Hype train's real. But it's just like, man, also the hype chain is like been building for so long. So much is riding this on movie, this movie. This movie has to hit. I mean, it's like, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of pressure on this movie, which I mean, like, it's the Russo brothers. I think they can do it. Yeah. Like, they have created, like, you know, with our list, you know, last week or two weeks ago, they've created some of the best. You know, yeah, movies in the franchise so far. I think, uh, and like, I really appreciate it came out at a time to really cleanse the palate of a certain dud. <laughs> at least a, my, a, a personal opinion of a dud of a Justice League film. Oh, that came gotcha. Out. I thought you were talking about Thor. I was like, Thor was no, great. No, 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 Thor was fine. Thor was fine. But like, you know, like, because it, it just, when you watch this trailer, you think, oh, you know, this has a lot of similar elements to Justice League. You know, like, it really does. But yeah. it, like, it's just like, you feel it so much more. Yeah. Like, because yeah. like, years of buildup. It's like, 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 same thing. Oh, big CG villain like coming down that clearly overpowers everybody. But you know what? We know who that is, and like he and he has an item, or he's collecting items that we know are OP, and he has two of them in the trailer at least. Like, right. And then like, you know, same he's thing. Not like Iron Man. Like he oh, he God. has something that's like looks like it's terraforming Earth. Yeah, sure. Just like do that. A lot of movies do that. But it's like it's like I don't care because like yeah, I know he can he can do it. It's way more <laughs> like, intimidating. Well, because you, you at least in the trailer get to see both. It looks like. You know, uh, um, Iron Man and Spider Man trying to destroy it, and they can't even like oh, yeah. do anything with it. Like, and, completely like, overpowered. Pylons are, like dropping down. You're like, oh my god! When you, when you watch that that one like quick scene of uh, Thanos just like punching like Iron Man in his suit with his not even the gloved arm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just his, his free hand. And like you see, like Tony, like he's even like tr like not even trying to defend himself. It looks like he's trying to buy time or something like that, yeah. and he just goes down. And it's like, oh no, Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Please get up. Whereas then versus you have Justice League where their villain once one of the main superheroes shows up is completely powerless like yeah. anymore. So it's just like I just can't even like I am like looking at the cast list is blowing my mind. Like oh, yeah. I just don't know how you do it. It's it's you know astronomical budget. I can't even imagine that. Like is everyone going to get five minutes half, of screen time? Right? Like what is going to happen? But there's like people who, no matter how much screen time they get, are guaranteed money. Right. Like Robert Downey Jr. is guaranteed a certain amount of money, even if he's not like the star <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah. Just watch. You know? 
Robert Downey Jr. just gets killed the first act of the movie. Just <laughs> right, wrecked right, right away. That like, punches what like, kills him. We had to save like, money somehow, man. We couldn't have him for the whole shooting schedule. It's a possibility, Because like, <laughs> like no one, none of the none of the teams get together other than like each respective separate team right. in that trailer. So for all you know, yeah, maybe Tony does go down that first act. And nobody, like we just don't know. And right. Then, <laughs> <laughs> it's, crazy. it's totally possible. With a cast this big, anyone can die. Yeah, like this might everyone's be like, fair game. Everyone's fair oh, game, especially after Thor three when Asgardian, like popular Asgardian characters, just go down immediately. Like, yeah, go I down just like, with literally just being like not even like really saying anything about. Yeah. It. see ya, you're dead. See ya, you're dead. See ya, you're dead. I hope at least handing out deaths. They at least give the characters like the emotional death that they deserve compared to those Asgardian characters. No, we need to write this person out of the script. We need to write this person. It's, like, no, no, no. it's <laughs> like, wait, did I just watch Black Widow get destroyed and die? Yep, but we're never going to mention it. I hope we just get, yeah, <laughs> someone just gets vaporized. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just have the Inhumans on their moon planet. Like, oh, is that an evil spaceship? <laughs> Boom. Oh, the human humans are dead. <laughs> Thanos just blows I don't, up the I don't moon. Care. Oh, no. <laughs> so I feel bad. I don't care. Yeah, just crazy. I just man, I, I, I wasn't expecting such a long like an actual trailer. Yeah, it was yeah, a really I long thought it was gonna be a teaser at the minimum. Yeah, that's the only thing that sucks is like it's so far away. It's so <laughs> you far gave away. us so much. Yeah, you got six months to wait now. God. I, I thought it was interesting that they dropped it not attached to a movie. I mean, I was expecting it to drop I feel with like more Star and more, Wars. I feel like more and more yeah. things are doing that nowadays though. But I think they watched Justice League. And I think they could have like pivoted a little bit and done it a little bit earlier than maybe because they saw that it dropped and they had an opening to really take the spotlight back on themselves. Right. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. Um, moving on. So just as just, I mean, not just like no. <laughs> infinity War. we're all pretty stoked about that. Um, we got the box office for this last week and you know, we talked about, oh, maybe the Thanksgiving weekend will be, you know, the weekend for Justice League to, you know, take it back. No. Coco topples Justice League at the box office. Oh. <laughs> it's so rough, man. Uh, Justice League, <laughs> from its debut last week at about $98 million, dropped 56% to $40.7 million um, over the three-day weekend. <sighs> rough. It's not the worst drop, though, you know, in DC history. Uh Batman vs. Superman saw a 69.1% drop in the second week, and Suicide Squad saw a 65 So, you know, we're really gaining on it, you know, guys. We got it. Like, Jeez Louise. It's just like, man, I, like, I, how do you fuck up so bad? How, how, like, I just don't get it. Like, how did, like, fa- like, like, sure, okay, Coco, it's a Pixar film. It's a family film. Like, yeah, sure, maybe you want to watch that, but, like, it's Justice League. Right. These are well-known properties right. that everyone should know. But now we're living in a time where the Avengers are becoming more well-known. People are going to, like, people can right. rec- probably recognize Thor more than they can, like, Green Lantern or The Flash. Right. Not, obviously not Superman, but, like... like Even I- then, I still honestly <laughs> think there might be. If you have a kid who's not really into comics, who's into movies, who, you know... If you had a kid who, you know, was 8 or 9, they're now 18, 19, yeah. with, you know all of the Marvel characters, they might know them better because of the movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at how much, like as much as it's unfortunate for comic books, like movies really do set the public opinion and public uh, understanding of the characters. Right. Like if you, if you ask anyone about like 
the superheroes in Marvel, they're going to tell you about the cinematic versions. They're yeah. not they're not going to know much about the comic book versions unless they're really like into it, right? And yeah. then they'll be able to know the differences. But like man, Justice League and just like the DC universe is just like digging itself further and further because the public opinion and the public understanding of those characters is just getting worse and worse. Yeah. Because yeah. every successive movie has had more drama around it. Yeah. Like there's been more and more <laughs> drama with each movie that's been coming out. So it's just like, man, it's just like, well, let's go watch a train wreck this weekend. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like when you go to those movies, yeah. it's like, hey, no, am I going to go see just a train wreck this weekend? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean- to be fair, like it's just it's. I mean, I'm not surprised that Pixar beat beat them out. I mean, I'm super really? surprised. I'm, I'm, super I'm, surprised. I'm not surprised. Look at look. I mean, honestly, if you look at box office for anything that's PG PG thirteen kid friendly, it always crushes compared to anything that's a little bit more adult. It always does. Mm. You always get more families. You get more kids. You get an, a younger audience, which always brings in more ticket sales. So I'm not surprised at all. Hey, but the star was like seven. This week, ooh, <laughs> love me some six point nine. Uh, Come on, that's an animated movie. That's kids centric. That's G rated. <laughs> but Go on. also doesn't have you know no, names it's, behind it's not it. Pixar, I know. But so it's just like, but just like bad weekend followed up by Pixar coming in and just like punching him in the gut, and then as they're like gasping for air, the juggernaut that is the Marvel trailer comes in just like to finish. Well, and I can't imagine them getting any ground with the next couple weekends either. It's not going to happen. I haven't seen any advertisements for Justice League anymore. No. They're just letting it die. Yeah. It's so crazy. Just let it die. Let it fade away. What's crazy too, so Coco got 49 million, Justice League got 48.7. Coco did 55 million in Mexico. Yeah, it's like the top selling film it's in Mexico like of ever. all time. Yeah, it's like crazy. Like it did more than it like did in it did more in Mexico than it did domestically here. I was like, that's surprising. Like that's crazy. Well, I mean, it, it shows you what happens when you like yeah are like make a film that culturally is like sensitive and also aware and you know like no, very true, very very true and loving of a culture. Yeah. And like then that culture is gonna be like, wait, we don't have any media like this ever. Yes, please. It's all about representation, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just pretty crazy. I the thing that's crazy to me too, like looking at this, like with them having ninety three last week, forty this week. I don't even think domestically they can make up their budget. Like obviously they'll make it with like overseas because I think they you you had said they had just they just like passed like four hundred fifty million yeah, four hundred fifty million worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. <laughs> And it's like on a three hundred million dollar budget at least. Like, yeah, they're making fifty percent back, but that's not enough for a movie like that. No, that's super disappointing numbers. Yeah, like just based off the numbers, that's super disappointing. <laughs> it's like, and it's one of those things. Like, you know what? If they actually do release the Zack Snyder cut, apparently like, there is no cut. There is no cut. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's no. Zack Snyder's not going to be able to. There's no cut of that. Wow, like that's. That, because that's the I feel like that's the only way they can save it in DVD Blu-ray sales. Like, yeah, I can't remember where I saw that, but there's an article. There, there is no cut. There was no finished version of the movie before Whedon took over. There were still oh, scenes yeah. that well, were missing. Yeah. Oh, there really? Still, yeah, there were still things that were missing. That there is no like what he was apparently showing the like two hour and forty five minute version wasn't even complete then. Interesting. God, how weird, right? That's so like wow, uh, yeah. Like if that's the case, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. 
Because even if they tried doing like a Richard Donner cut, which I like, but it's like obviously super like shambled because they like they have to like he he had to force in scenes that he didn't shoot yeah. into his version. I like the Richard Donner cut, but it's like it's not like it's like for most people it's not enough for people to go like I don't want to really wa- watch Superman two again. Uh, you know, like like I don't care if it's a different version. I don't really want to watch Superman two. I love it, but I know I understand that. Mm-hmm. And if it's if that if that's the case with Zack Snyder's version. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Yeah, no, that's a shame. That's a real shame. It's pretty bad. All right, well, that's the news for this week. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the meat and potatoes. Potatoes and molasses. I was like, "What? What sound is Rowan gonna make? Like, <laughs> you're gonna make some weird, gross thing." Um, so this week, me, John, and Rowan all went and saw Coco. Um, so we thought, just as we did with Marvel a couple weeks ago, we would do a breakdown of all the Pixar movies um, so far um, with obviously we have Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 4 are the next ones to be coming up Um, so we did um, a ranking we did so there's 19 movies in total Um, we split those up and we each you know separated what we thought were our you know top 19 in what order we had and then we combined our results to come up with the official JRR talk show top Pixar movies in order from worst to best. Yeah. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. It was I, super fun. It was weird because we have a lot more ties in this one than we did, so it's kind of weird. Um, but we'll kind of go through that, and we might make decisions on the ones higher up because there are some ties near the top. Not quite it, a few ties. Yeah. It was it was hard. I found, <laughs> it was really I hard. found the middle the hardest. Yeah. Um, I could, I the, could, the, the bottom and the top were, like, really really firm for me it was like this like kind of middle like what what mood am i in kind of thing like what would i like more on a certain day uh i also thought like for me when i was going through it it was a lot of like what is me just like not having seen that movie in a while versus my actual opinion on the movie it's like because it's just like it's such a it's such a timeline of films yeah. to go through. And so just my like brain racking around like, what did I feel when I first saw that movie versus like me having not watched that movie for five plus years, right? Yeah, like, well, we're, we're looking at a list that spans like 20 years? Yeah. Oh, like maybe over Yeah, so I'll list off. So these are all the movies that we're going to be going over. So I'm going to start from when they released to the latest. So we have Toy Story, which released in 1995, A Bug's Life in 1998, Toy Story 2, 1999, Monsters Incorporated, 2001, Finding Nemo, 2003, The Incredibles, 2004, Cars, 2006, Ratatouille, 2007, Wall-E, 2008, Up, 2009, Toy Story 3, 2010, Cars 2, 2011, Brave, 2012, Monsters University, 2013, Inside Out, uh, 2015, The Good Dinosaur, 2015, Finding Dory, 2016, Cars 3, 2017, and Coco, 2017. So those are the 19 movies that are in this list. Man, hearing some of those movies and how far back they were is just crazy to me. Well, Toy Story in 1995, that's... It's nuts. I was six. <laughs> it's like, that's... I, uh, it's so weird. It's 22 it's, years, man. That's why, like, I, that's, that's, you know, that's the harder thing about this list versus the Marvel one where... The Marvel one, you know, it's 10 years. Sure, yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's still a lot of movies, but it's yeah, like... it's from our teenage years to our now, you know, like how much late of, 20s. Yeah, this was so much more of like our nostalgia. From our childhood <laughs> to yeah. now our early years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, we'll just start from the bottom. 
Uh, I mean, it's one of those things, just like Thor 2. We all knew it was going to be the bottom. <laughs> Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2, the dark world. Yeah, just, I mean... <laughs> Did you finish it? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, Rowan can you finish it. I'm the only one who's seen like the whole thing. John <laughs> read a synopsis on it because he decided, oh, hey, today we're recording it. I still haven't watched four of them. I, I, I'll just, you know, Cars, Cars 2 and Cars 3 are the only ones I have not watched. Uh, but I knew from the synopsis I did not like yeah, Cars I mean, 2. Cars 2 is terrible, man. I have to admit, like, Cars 2 didn't have it going for it very well because I wasn't a big fan of Cars. So it's just like but they just did I everything like the first to cars. make you not like it, though. <laughs> yeah, because it was this weird they super jump the shark thing. Like it had nothing to do with it just it was just it was, it was just crazy to, to jump, crazy just jump the shark <laughs> just to sell jump. toys. That's yeah. all it was. It was a, yeah, it was a toy grab, and it was just such a weird. Which is crazy. So I also pulled up a list of like the how much money each of them is, have made. Cars two made half a billion dollars. Of course it did. <laughs> Of course it did. A billion dollars. Michael Bay effect, the answer. It's crazy. (laughs) It it did more than Toy Story and A Bug's Life and Monsters Incorporated. And Toy Story 2. Because, I mean, it's so crazy, man. Because cars as a, like, thing that kids buy and young boys buy, like, just, like, model cars. If you could just make a whole line of model cars based off of your movie... (laughs) <laughs> Wait, Transformers like that? Are they my left cars? I don't remember. <laughs> it's so just it's just it's crazy. Um, number eighteen is the Good Dinosaur. I mean, I put it so low because I haven't even seen it. It's you know, it's not it's 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 very it's very okay. Uh huh. It's like I what hurts me for it is visually. Yeah, it just looks goofy. Yeah, I don't like the way the dinosaurs look compared the to the, the compared to the realistic world and. There's like this thing I have this like I have this issue with the water like, looks great. I have this issue with like CG films where it's not the uncanny valley. It's more like l- literally the uncanny valley where the background is yeah. just so empty, like it just does not keep me yeah. interested. And there's like a bunch of blue sky in the background. Yeah, the, the world just looks like not full and not realized. Yeah, and that that's what really hurt it for me. And oh, like, okay. but like the story's fine. You know, just yeah. a country kid just trying to find his way into this world and try and get back home. Right. Has you know, a little pet human dog. And it's like, it's cute. It's fine. But it's, yeah, it's just like visually, it just hurts me. It hurts to watch it. When it was one of those weird, weird ones where like, it kind of felt like it was sent out there to die. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of like, I feel like it was in kind of production hell for a while where they kept talking about it, but totally. kept pushing it. They released movies before it that were supposed to come out after it. And then it just kind of got released you know, and they unceremoniously, they got thrown out there like late in the year after Inside Out had already come out, and everyone loved that. And like it, I think is the lowest earner on all of the lists. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, with the exception of Coco, but like, it's only been out for one weekend. Terrible marketing, just like it, just no. I just did not. I like I watched it and didn't believe it was Pixar. Right, right? I thought I was watching yeah, something from Dreamworks. totally. Yeah, yeah, it looks it just does not look like Pixar at all. Uh, moving on from there, Cars three. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see you'll see a you'll see a trend, you know, in this bottom area. <laughs> well, you know, guys, you know, based off the Wikipedia uh, synopsis I read, <laughs> I, I personally like the certain Rocky Balboa training aspect, the creed sort of thing at the end that happens at the end. Beginning so much I it lost me. <laughs> the first couple of paragraphs, not so much. No. <laughs> well, and that's like I, I watched uh, that. That's like the begin- oh, hmm. I watched that pretty recently and I didn't rate it high, but it jumped up from being at the bottom where I assumed it was gonna be. Sure. Like I put it for me personally number 13 because i liked the kind of switch at the end of it where almost character gives up racing for someone else right like it was an actual like sacrificing of what he the whole movie and his whole you know the movies that he's been in has been 
going for as being the fastest, being the best. Right. You realize it's time to move on and let someone else have this ability, you know, and like train them. And he, it's funny too, because he has at the end, his like the guy who's talking in his head is trying to explain things to her, but he has a better way of talking to her. So he eventually yeah. pulls away and he pulls in and starts talking to her and he has all these, you know, specific ways of talking that they've built throughout the movie. So it's like, it's a nice like little character thing, but yeah, like the first 30 minutes is like, what am I watching? This is terrible. <laughs> it's a weird setup. Like they just made me question the world too much of like, how do they make new cars? Are they actually making these cars or are cars having children? I don't understand how this works. Cars? Where do these cars come from? I don't understand how this all works. It just really made me kind of like get a little bit too into like the theory of how the cars universe works. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes it fall apart. Yeah. You know, and I uh, just, you know, like again, like I wasn't caught by Cars One very much. Yeah. Cars Two was just I couldn't finish, and I, I finished no. Cars Three, but it was just like I watched it because the only reason I watched it was on the airplane coming back to America, and I was like, right. I guess I'll watch a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got an hour and a half to go. So it's just you know, it just it doesn't feel like they're top quality storytelling. No. Mm. Um. Next after that, at number. Tied for number 16, got a tie. The first tie of the thing is Brave and the First Cars. I like the first cars, personally. I really like the first cars. I was not a fan. (laughs) I wasn't a fan. It's very laid back, and I think it's really cute, like the relationships he builds. I'm a sucker for, like, road trippy looking films, and that's what it gave me. Sure. Brave, not so much. Brave (laughs) is so weird, man. Man, I I have weird feelings about Brave. Like... Brave has all the elements to be like a movie that I would absolutely <laughs> that's what, that's love. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. We were like, how high is Ron going to put Brave? How high do you think he's going to put it? Like, based on what? Just based on what it is. <laughs> like, it's totally up Rowan's alley. It's like, totally up it's my like alley. Celtic stuff. You got like Scottish. <laughs> it's like, you know, strong female lead. Yeah. Like, a mother daughter story like, is what they kind of like promise. Yeah. Like, and like, then there's like the mythical and the fantasy elements. I love it. I love all that. But you know, like, Sometimes when you put too many things in a soup, you ruin the soup. Well, it's just <laughs> I don't think the soup was ruined. I just think that I my my experience with Brave was I really liked it when I watched it, but I've never had to go back. And I've never wanted to see it again. So it's been <laughs> one of those things where it's just like I really enjoyed the experience of watching the movie. I laughed, I got a little teary. The little brothers are great. The little brothers are great. Um I thought that the like so there was some issues with the narrative structure in it. Um, I especially thought that the narrative structure around the mother-daughter relationship and the curse could have been stronger. So could have been stronger. So but, like, and then, like, the weird sort of, like, lost kingdom element that was also in right? it. That I well, it seemed also... so grounded at first. And then it became this weird magical, like, thing that didn't make any sense. And then it, like, was, like, happy. Then it was, like, super dark. But, like, in a way that, like, tonally weren't, yeah, like equivalent? I think that's I think that's my big thing is I think they should have chosen to be a Scottish fairy tale or a historical fiction. Well, this whatever you know, like, this was like the, I think the first of the Pixar films that was really going through development hell because originally yeah. they were making the bear and the bow, right? Which you can see the elements of where something like that would be coming from, but then they, then I think they were told they needed to make a princess film, right? Because I I could be wrong. This could like this came up probably around the same time the Princess and the Frog did. And they wanted to do another princess revival. Yeah. And so they forced this story, this back end story that they had with another one that they just made up and just like squatted it together. Yeah. I like, I, I like the first 30 minutes of this film before um, 
she I don't I don't really like the witch. Uh before I guess before she even gets to the witch. The witch like, who might be boo. Yeah, it might be boo. Uh that's that whole thing's a that's another <laughs> that's conversation. Another conversation. Uh but like yeah, but as soon as like a mom turns into a bear, I just com- it just completely lost me. It's so weird, man. I mean, even the mom turning into a bear wasn't a problem for me. It's just that there was just tonal issues that came in after that point. Like that element wasn't like the bad part. You know what I mean? But it's just like then there was like the the fight between all the clans that was happening that had no dramatic element no. to it. Like that was actually like only yeah. handled as slapstick. Like that wasn't an issue. Yeah. Like right. Yeah, they set it up as like it being, oh, this is what it's gonna be about. Oh no, it's not. It's like clans like, going even here clans for? going to war, like, oh shit, like this this could be neat, some political stuff going on around Pixar. Like, no, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah. It's just it's it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Movie. Yeah, because like visually, it's really good. Oh, it's like, great! It's gorgeous. It's super mm-hmm. awesome. Like it really fits the tone. It really fits the setting. Like all the characters are really cool. Like they just have really unique designs, and it's really fun. Great but, voice yeah. acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like great. Yeah. All right. Um, number fourteen, Monsters University. The most unnecessary. What a like stupid <laughs> way to retcon such a great movie. Yeah. Like setting up, like the whole point. Is that scaring is bad? Like they're doing it wrong in right. Monsters Inc. Like they're doing it wrong, and that's the whole point. They find a better way to do it, and now we have to go back and watch them do it wrong more. Yeah, like, like well, we gotta learn how to do it. Do it for the first time, even though it's it's bad. It's, yeah, even though we've established that this is the negative way to do things. Like <laughs> just such a weird like setting, and like they have some funny things where they set up. Uh, who's the snake guy? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Whatever his name, like his setup, because he's like wearing glasses, like you should wear glasses. So he takes the glasses off and starts squinting. Like there's funny stuff. Like you have yeah. some funny introductions to characters. Like, but it's just so like, I mean, why? It, it's, it's, you know, it's Animal House. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, to make it just want to make Animal House. And it's just like, I, I mean, I had fun watching it, but it felt totally. like the most pointless movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's like, when you watch it, it's funny. There's funny things, like things are funny about it. But like when you're like, all right. Why? Right. Why would you show me this? <laughs> like, like what, I get it. Like, unlike, you know, the Toy Story saga, right, where, like, it builds on itself and, like, they're not directly connected in any way, really. You know, like, yeah. the characters grow from each one, but it's, like, not direct. It's just this one felt like it was just, like, why is this the story you wanted to tell us of these characters? And it just felt like a money grab. Totally. Yeah, it's like, I don't know where you're making money from, necessarily. Like, Well, yeah, and that's a weird <laughs> one, too, because, like, cars, I could get it. There's, like, you know, toys. It just didn't seem like Mar- Monsters, Inc. you could market as much. I mean, like, I know that they have, like, stuffed animals, but I also know that, like, it was a fan favorite. Like, Monsters, Inc. was a fan favorite. Totally. Well, yeah, and that they sold, yeah, I guess they, they sold you on the Monsters, Inc., not necessarily, you know, yeah, selling things, you know, outside of that. Because, I mean, it did better than the first Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. It did really? $200 million more. But yeah. that's just, like, that's just brand recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's just kind of like a bummer one. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, after that, for me, a very similar thing: Finding Dory. Yeah, I love Finding Dory. I like I I I I, I just I just watched yeah. it, and I think I honestly, I, you know, it's not going to be like in my top ten list, yeah, but I think it's them. the most gorgeous of the Pixar films. Oh, it's beautiful. And, uh, it has some of the like yeah, that, that's yeah, the best the, I mean, the underwater stuff always that gains something. And the it. whole time, I felt like I was watching a drama. Like I, that's what took. That's what like I was like taken back by. I was like, like oh, I'm I'm expected to have some laughs and have an adventure. Like no, this is sad. 
Yeah. This whole the whole yeah, I mean, Dory issue is with this film is sad. and like like and like she's like traveling around like oh like where's my family where's like this remembering these like really sad aspects of her childhood where her parents were worried that she wasn't gonna be able to survive right. because of her her disability and that's what it was a disability yeah. and like me and these other characters who have disabilities and it's like. And like that, God, I love Ed, uh, Ed O'Neill as the the octopus mm-hmm. Hank. Oh, like, okay. like his character is like, I don't want to go out in the world. It is scary. Like it's like, I like I lost an arm. That's yeah. not the place I want to be. The reality sucks. And just like, oh shit. <laughs> like I was like, oh wow, this is this movie's like way deep. Like, I was getting teared. I I teared up like quite a few times in this film. The only problem I hate this film is the fact that Nemo and his dad are in it. Yeah, yeah, it's that's bad. the only reason I hate bad. this film. <laughs> it's pretty like I, I mean, your points are all valid. I agree with like almost like ninety five percent of the things you just said. Like it has great like emotional moments, pulls on the heartstrings, some really great new characters, and visually amazing. And I remember like I laughed so much in that movie. And I also like I still to this day still don't get why I laugh so much when I see that damn seal. <laughs> you get off that rock. Get off. Get off it. Come be on this rock. Like, but it felt like one of those things. Like after I saw, it, I was like, "Why was Nemo and his dad in it? Like, why yeah. is this a?" But I just like it was just put together really poorly. Like you had all these really good elements, and I just never felt like it. Like. It just doesn't paste really well. It felt like it tried to call back too much to Finding Nemo yeah. for its yeah. own good. Yeah, not as, as bad as Monsters. Not as bad as Monsters. Not as bad. No, no, no. no. That's why it's higher on the list, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's always, that was always my problem. Is like it's too referential to the original one. Too yeah. like you can't understand any of what she's talking about without having seen the first one. Yeah, because of all the things she's talking. Like you learn them through the movie, but you don't. You don't have any attachment to them yourself, no. which you would no. because you've watched the if you've watched the first one because you know it's part of her shtick. She has you know that just keeps swimming all those yeah. things. It's not it's not from. close enough to be a standalone film. Yeah, you right. cannot watch this by itself. Yeah. So that's just you know I you know it just there are the, this is going to be the part where once we start to get in this middle and this top end, it just starts to be like this isn't bad. There's just something so much better coming. Right. Yeah. Also, I think like. One thing we'll start to see in these in this list as it goes is like cons- concept and like how it, you know, like when when Pixar is able to like find their concept and they just run with it really well. Yeah, you can tell. They can tell, and I they and the delivery of those concepts are so good, and I think that they still struggle, except for a couple examples, of doing that in their sequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, number twelve, Ratatouille. Another fine film. Yeah, yeah, I like Ratatouille. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think it was a fun character, a fun setting, like a fun idea, like really unique in like how like the characters interacted with each other, having you know humans and uh, animals interact. Whereas in a lot of the movies, you don't have. Right. You know, the different groups interact. You know, Toy Story, it's all about them hiding from the humans. Monsters, Inc., it's about them being separate from the humans. You know, there's a lot of, like, or, like, Incredibles, it's everyone together. Finding Nemo, it's all the fish and stuff. Like, so it's just an interesting kind of, like, you have two worlds interacting in this one, which I thought was fun. Um, and a fun story. And, like, there was the whole, like, revelation that the rat who taught Ratatouille how to cook was the mom of the food critic. 
Yeah. Because when he does the flashback, there's points that people pointed out are the kitchen that it's at the beginning of the movie that he's in. Yeah, it's it, it's a pretty recent uh, yeah recent revelation, and it's like one of those things like shit. when he does that flashback where he's a kid, you know, uh-huh. and he's like you know eating the ratatouille. There's like a lot of like very specific things on the wall and in the background that are at the very beginning when he's with the woman who he's like watching cook. Got it. That, and it's that's like, supposed to be how oh. the idea, he got the idea to even do it, yeah. which is like you know, like for like it really did come out of nowhere. It's like I'm gonna make ratatouille for him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're right i get it, like, it cool like and that yeah it's pretty recent like i think we only saw it like a month or two ago yeah like that popped up super recently and that movie came out a long time ago yeah so it, it's a fun one i liked it i think the you know it's fun it's great i think the biggest problem with it is that the characters were not as memorable as some other no remy films. no he's just a rat <laughs> like i can remember remy i remember his friend voiced by john ratzenberg yep that's it yep. I, I i can't remember Pat oswald the human oh, was it Pat oswald was remy yeah. oh oh that's oh well, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. But like, I can't that's remember the names of the human characters. Nope. nope. What their whole deal was? No. That's no. about it. I that's remember it. Chef Boyardee showing up. Yep. <laughs> kind of. Yep. yep. <laughs> Number eleven, which I think this movie should be higher. A Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> I love A Bug's Life, man. There's something so good about this movie. Like, just got the guy who's just trying. He's trying to like make things better, and he keeps getting just shit on the whole time. Goes out, finds a team. They just have like, it's kind of like a, it's like um. It's not a heist, but like a. Uh, it's team. like a con. It's like yeah, a con yeah. job. Like they have like going on all this different stuff. Like they build like. He's got a lot of. You got. Uh, is it Kevin Spacey? Is it's he? Kevin's case. Kevin Spacey's Hopper. Kevin Spacey yeah. is Hopper. Like Hopper, just this frightening, haunting character. Oh, he's like, the best. He's the best. He's villain. so yeah. crazy. He's so creepy. Like there's a lot of fun stuff. You got the two pill bugs who are just like don't understand at all what's going on <laughs> the whole time. Like, we're just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that movie. It. I mean, it's. Visually, oh. probably the worst of all the movies. Yes. Sure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, I think it's interesting is that now that I think about it, it's also one of the like straight up darker movies. Totally, dude. Hopper gets eaten alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's super scary. The bird has no emotions. Yeah. The bird is just a killing machine. <laughs> the bird is just nature. And yeah. it's raw's temporal form. <laughs> it's so scary. It's so interesting that um, I remember like the, the especially like the scenes with the grasshoppers in that film and the fighting and stuff. When that is like. It's kind of dark and violent yeah, and when they creepy. Show up and, like they have the crazy one who's like just yeah. like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just like, <laughs> I wish I almost wish that like that part of Pixar would show its head once in a while, because mm. I feel like a lot of their films are still a little on the later side, um, at least like physically. Yeah, there are yeah. some darker like. Ideas, ID- and concepts, concepts? Yeah. sure, yeah. Well, like when they're like playing around during the big fight, like the stick bug when he starts like spraying like the berries on to make him look like gore. It's like, like he's, you know, like, he's like, ah, yeah, it's like, like actual pretty... moment. Like, God, that looks actually pretty terrifying. But the fact that we know it's like, oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. beforehand's a joke. It's like, uh, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's still kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Like, it's funny. It's crazy. And then when he does the like, you know, he's throwing throwing the seeds. At the grass, I'm like, ha ha, oh, it doesn't yeah. do anything. Then he's like, and what if all of them? He rips the thing off and the all of them, and they crush them. Like. Let's ride! You're like, oh, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I love, I love that moment because uh, it's also like the beginning of like an end sync song that goes with the movie. Where it's like, <laughs> here we go one more time, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> feeling fine. Yeah. Like, like that's always like the part that begins. <laughs> Let's ride! Here we go one more time. He's totally made it up. Like, yeah, but, uh, like, but I, I really like the movie. I remember having a lot of fun memories, especially there was like an N64 game that came out with it that oh I was like God. obsessed with that was super hard. 
I just I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, this, it, it's definitely like as I made my list, I thought it was gonna be way higher, but I was like, there are better movies. But I still better really movies. Yeah. Better stories. It yeah, is definitely a rose tinted glasses one for me. Yeah. Because like visually it's I real also bad. it's it's also really caught up in my brain with ants. Right. <laughs> 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 I like which ants. Is, which is just <laughs> such a like thematically different movie than that one. it's just like those two movies coming out at the same time it's just even darker oh yeah dark. it's like, like creepy beetle things like, yeah, ah! yeah the, 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 the termite war the yeah, weird starship troopers yeah, references yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah that movie was crazy <laughs> um so moving past bug's life at number 10 we're getting into the top top 10, 10. toy story 3 man Great. It's, it's fine. It's good. Again, it's fine. Good. Again, fine. It's good. Yeah. It has. Like, I don't have the love that everyone else really had for it. Uh huh. Versus the other ones in the franchise, which obviously they're above it because we haven't said anything about them yet. Um. I, think, I liked it, and I think the idea of like moving on, like you know, growing up, for us it was very poignant because it was really like growing up with us. Like right. Andy mm-hmm. as a character was, you know, similar age to us. So when we're watching it, like no. these are the things we are going through. So it's, it hit on that, but I just never, I was never sold with when they were like trapped in that, uh, like play place area, wherever they were with the bear, oh, and the, like the Kendall and stuff. Like I just, yeah. I just feel like the pacing wasn't quite as strong. It just wasn't an interesting story. Like for me, I had a really hard time deciding for me between two and three. Um, I, I, you can, you can make that, but like, yeah, I know. And you look at my list and there's like several gaps between them, but I literally, I did struggle between the two, three. I felt like hit me more emotionally than two did. I couldn't tell you a moment in two where I'm like, yeah, that was emotionally like a punch to the gut. Like. See what Jesse's talking about when she got yeah. <laughs> but I like it's like like the like for Toy Story three like the beginning when they're talking about the guys that have gone the guys mm. have been sold at garage sales the guys right. who have like like hey you know like hey, you know Woody your girlfriend was one of those that were sold at garage sales like he's like yeah and I have to deal with that like <laughs> that's that's heavy like yeah because he accepts that that's yeah. the life of a toy like but after that it's like I don't like I wasn't really interested in the whole like. Who was it that got lost? Like, who was it that like they were going after? Like, well, they they weren't they weren't uh, lost. They were trying to get out of. That's right. The, 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 to... It was a dumpster issue. That it was a trash can issue that got so that that was put. They they were put in a trash bag that. Right, because they they, they escaped the uh, daycare and that got them thrown away. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's uh, yeah. It just didn't like. Next, yeah, they got donated by accident, or at least Woody yeah. got donated by accident. They got yeah. They they all yeah. They get donated by accident. Yeah. To and like daycare. versus like Toy Story two, where like the idea of like because it just continues on the life of a toy. Yeah. Right. Way, way more interesting than this one. Did, where just was like this is like a story we can tell that involves toys. That's fine. See, I th- I thought this had a stronger story like thematically than two, hmm. but that's just my personal opinion yeah. on the matter. And it didn't work out for you. It did not. It's below that one. <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, number nine, well, tied for number nine, I guess, are both Toy Story, the first one, and Inside Out, yeah. tied for ninth place. I mean, Toy Story definitely has the rose-tinted glasses. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. It is definitely not. It's probably. Don't look at the human faces. Don't look at the human yeah, it's faces. It's really bad. <laughs> it's one of those things we were talking about. It's like. <laughs> We were talking about this where it's like Bugs Life is the worst looking one. Toy Story doesn't look that much better, but because of what it is and its style, it can 
itself live like, longer. Yeah. Because they're toys, because of stuff like that versus like, you know, bugs and trying to be real life and like the dirt looks weird. And, you know, like the backgrounds are not great. This one, like, yeah, it's definitely, it's not great visually, but it just, it's one of those like, it was the first one, you know, it's the Iron Man of this like <laughs> right. Pixar universe. Like, totally. It has so much, <laughs> there's still so much to love about it too. Mm-hmm. And it's like just the story you have, you know, to infinity beyond when Buzz realizes like the scene where he jumps off the banister oh, and like yeah. breaks his arm. You're like, man, like there's some like good stuff, like stuff you just hadn't seen in a long time, especially from Disney. Right. Like <clears throat> you were going through that, like the Renaissance era that people really didn't like with Disney with like Hercules with Atlantis, like stuff like that. And you have this, you know, other set of movies come out that are awesome. And I yeah. think the great thing about Toy Story is it is simple storytelling. Yeah. The plot is streamlined. And so it allows it to hit its emotional beats well. It doesn't get caught up in like a lot of referential humor. You know, like its humor is the humor of its concept. Yeah. Right? The yeah, humor you gotta of the toys. characters. You got the shark boy. The, I, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> you get that stuff. You get the like speak and smell guy. You've got ham. You've got, you know, all these different characters. And you really get the only time where Randy Newman really is like acceptable <laughs> in like in the yeah. soundtrack. Like, like, you got a friend of me? Great song. That okay. song where that he sings when Woody, you know, when a buzz tries to fly. And it's like, and you're like, and you're like a bird in the sky. I believe I can fly. And then he tries. And he fails, and that song just like sinks with him, yeah. and yeah. it's like, it's like, oh man, like it is like that's so emotionally palpable with that song. Yeah. So and it's then, a great, great start. I mean, then Inside Out, man. you know, feelings the movie. Feelings <laughs> like, you know? the movie. <laughs> I. This is another movie that people had really strong reactions to that I just didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't have the like. I got it. I mean, when uh, is it Bozo? Yeah, Bonzo, whatever. Bonzo, but. No, whatever, it's whatever, whatever. Like, when yeah. she when she like rockets through and you see him like fading away, you're like, oh, oh god, <laughs> like, not enough room for two guys. Yeah, like right, see like ya. just like that idea. You know, they deal with loss a lot in yeah. the Pixar stuff, and like they're always they always treat it, uh, they treat it very well, they which do. I think is always good. They so do. they they give you a lot of different like versions of it, and like the concept was cool. I wasn't a huge fan of all the characters. I thought, you know, obviously they're supposed to be cliches. Right. But it just went too far. I didn't, I wanted them still to be characters because they gave Joy a lot of character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they even gave, uh, is it just sadness? Sadness. Yeah, yeah. They gave her a lot of character. But when you've got anger and then, I don't even know what. Fear the, and uh, I mean, disgust. Disgust. Like, they were just like, they weren't enough. Like, because they, obviously they have, they aren't just cliches. They have character. Yeah. And you get to see this building. And you get to watch, you know, Joy grow as a character, but all the other ones just don't change at all, which is, you know, not that interesting. The world was cool. How it's set up is like, I guess you can't, I can't, you know, make up any rules because I don't know what the rules of this made up right. world are, you know, like you can't base it on anything. I thought the world building was really strong in this one. I thought that it was definitely a concept over substance film. Yeah. Like they didn't give us enough time with the characters. And we really only focused on the two, which really the story only needs like, you know, I feel like the concept of having the emotions and require the other characters in the film, but they're not great. Other than the fact that it's they're a perfect combination for running a child going through puberty. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was never sold on any of the not uh inner head stuff too. Oh, the the reality stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I I actually rated this movie way lower than you guys. Uh, it was actually 
I actually rated this below Monsters University on my list. Whoa. Uh, one, because like I yeah, I just didn't care about any of the characters. No, I think... Oh, you're right. I didn't. You have it as number eight. Don't say that. You have it exactly where it's at. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, in my head now, I think about it. I, I just, I just didn't really care so much about this film as much as most people did. Like it's the same. Like I didn't think the characters were that interesting. The world is cool. Yeah. The concept is neat. Yeah, I like the like the islands. She has the things that are important to her. Mm. Uh, that was cool. But like I didn't. Yeah, I like the islands are cool. But I didn't like some parts where like, oh, we gotta go into this dream world to get this or that. And it's like. Like I just felt like you guys just seem like you're wasting time because you need to fill time. Yeah. Like it's again a you know concept over substance. Yeah, concept over substance. Like they didn't have enough, so like like the the the, the 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 imaginary friend guy definitely the only real character that I really had any attachment to in totally. the entire film. Like when she's, uh, I I I felt it when she was like on the verge of like running away, like that, like like that was that was pretty real. But at the same time, I was just like, I know it's not gonna happen. Right. It's just not right. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. After Inside Out. Number seven, Finding Nemo. Great journey film. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, touch the butt. Yeah. Oh my God, he touched the butt. <laughs> like, this is great stuff. Like, Good I always, man. I love the movies where you get to see something and they just really, they world build like that. Like, Oh, what is that? It's a butt. Like, it's just the bottom of a boat. Like, they have all these names. Like, right. You have all these different things that they set up that like, are just so cool, like just from their perspective. Like, well, they consider they have no idea what it is. Like yeah. all these different things, like the whole the sharks, the fish are not food. Fish are friends, friends not food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name's Bruce. It's like, yeah. oh my god, he's got to have like three hundred sets of teeth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Ellen DeGeneres is a great character. Great. Like the intro, super sad. Like mm-hmm. you know, that was like quality prime. You know, sad Pixar intro time. Yeah, and I found you know like it, it the the adventure is focused, mm-hmm. right? A very focused adventure, um, and you know it's funny because you know you mentioned that Inside Out felt like it wandered, even though it follows the very much the same adventure path yeah. as this one does. But I think they just were able to tie it in nicer. The writing was snappier and stronger. Things were pushing them places, like and, when they're running away from Bruce. When yeah, they're like, they're like they're being pushed both by the story and by the world. Yeah, and I just thought it was. You know, I think the characters were very memorable. And, like, even the side characters are very memorable in that film. Like, yeah. Yeah. just, just good. Just good. Yeah, the girl with the braces. Like, you know, like, <laughs> work out, fresh heart. <laughs> yeah, like, all that stuff. Like, there's just great stuff with it. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. The, like, you know, the turtles, like... <laughs> I just love that setup. Like it's like, oh my god! If you if you don't play your cards right, you're gonna be like her pet. What do you mean her pet? And like all the pictures of the, yeah, of the fish. fish <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> Which the side note: apparently, a lot of fish were like being found in sewers dead because people thought you could flush fish down the toilet oh, to no. save them. Kids were flushing. Oh, I, th- fish I, th- down I the thought toilet. just kids just weren't being very well. No, kids were flushing them down the toilet because they thought it would lead them to the ocean. That's like, no, 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 that's not how <laughs> that's that works. Um, number six, Coco. Now this is a movie I know I have way lower than you guys. Yeah, this is a movie do. that it's only low because of John. Only John, low because of John. John rated this as number twelve. I rated it as four. Rowan rated it as number three. Number you got you guys give your your positives. <laughs> I love this movie. The Smith's more I think about it, the more I like it. It's just such a like. I don't know. Like the world is so interesting. Like it's it's something that I don't know about. It's, you know, just like talking about like Finding Nemo, like this world building, this thing, I have nothing, like no knowledge about like Dia de los Muertos is something I don't know about. I didn't culturally grow up with that holiday. I think it's 
just like a very poignant thing for me of like being remembered, like family, like having this like lineage, like knowing where you're from, knowing where, you know, who started this, where it all began, like is really cool. And just like the world was just fun. It was a fun movie. It felt paced really well. The only thing I can say that's terrible about it is the fact that it had a 20 minute intro animated short about frozen that's that's a that's not the movie's fault i mean oh, yeah music God. was great the I, there was like you know they have like you know twist <laughs> anti-twist kind of thing that for me at least i was like oh i figured this out and then it, it turned enough you know i i realized that it wasn't going to be that but it was enough like oh cool you like set up an expectation and then did right divert from i that. mean it's so hard for twists as us who like yeah, we know we're, we know what thematically is coming. <laughs> yeah, we right. Oh, you're saying this word specifically. Okay. I, Coco for me was just one thing I loved about this film was the characters. Like yeah. everyone felt flushed out. I think the only like only characters in the film I wish we had more time with was his like like he has this like plethora of extended living family that we only get for like moments yeah you barely like his actual like mom and dad are barely in the film you see I, more with almost his, cut them out his grandma and great grandma yeah and but like <coughs> i loved how complicated the characters were that they're emotionally complicated i like that the story was emotionally complicated yeah too. and i i like there was just moments where i was like i was like can you fix this like there was right. just like moments right. like emotionally where it was like, can we fix this? And then like I love you know it's Pixar, so of course we can fix this, yeah. right? Like we have to fix this. Um, and I think that just like it was gorgeous. The yeah. animation was beautiful. And I mean, um, yeah, it very much lends to that that holiday and that like style being like, oh, this is gonna be great. Like great. Yeah. Um, I've seen it twice already. Oh, saw it again. Yeah, oh. I went. I, I went with uh, my girlfriend and her family. Nice. And like one thing we missed, and if you watch it to the end of the end of the uh, credits, like, a post credit scene. The the credits ends with the like remembrance of family for all the Pixar people. Oh, and it's just this oh, that's cool. Huge display of all the photos of the people in their lives that inspired them. And that's I like awesome. just that's started cool. to like cry. That's great. That's and I cool. was just like, ah, oh, so good. It was one of those Pixar films that just like, it got back to what made Pixar Pixar for me, which is emotional attachment to the characters. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, Having seen it twice, there's a few things in it that I could give it a little bit like it could be better, but like you know, like it was a. I had a really great time in theaters seeing this movie, and it had been a while that I'd seen a Pixar film in theaters that made me just like that emotionally invested in the narrative. Yeah, for me, like I think what's interesting about it too is they set up. You know, you find out early that you know their family hates music because. Their original, like, you know, the mother of the family got left by her musician husband. So they hate musicians. No one's a musician. They make shoes. And you even, like, at the end of that, once you kind of, like, find out who he actually was, it still might not change anything. Because it's still what he was choosing is what broke them apart as a family. Yeah, he right? still initially chose yeah, like it's it, Yeah, it's, so it's, like, still, like, yeah, they kind of give it an out, but it's still there. It's still, like, this lingering thing. So it's, I think it's just really emotionally complex, and I thought was really interesting and it's definitely i mean it, the like how of how stuff happened is a lot darker than it has been recently for pixar mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah I, that's, I just, uh, that's, that's I just thought it was really good i thought it was <laughs> it was a breath of fresh air i think for them because 
it seems like their past movies have either been like weird money grabs or like weird conceptual things because it's like uh before that you had um a bunch of sequels and then you had inside out right (laughs) and so you like the list before that is pretty weak because the last i would say you know inside out is like right in the middle but before that toy story 3 is the last like good movie before this one because we had cars brave monsters university inside out the good dinosaur finding Dory, cars 3 all before this like those were the movies that were leading it up was to this. the dark times yeah <laughs> and really it really is like when you look at this list like they start off so strong the middle ones you have a you know you have some key ones in the middle but the last like you know several years have not been great no as far as like the what they have set up to be what pixar is right they've really been like missing you know a lot of stuff so it's just been really i it was a really breath of fresh air for me i was really worried about it being too similar to um, book of life book of life that came out recently especially when it's book of life is literally about a musician (laughs) going to the land of the dead stuff like that but they are very different even though it's well, they, they similar stuff. yeah they have cer- they have certain similarities that I'm surprised I just never thought about or cared about while I was watching Coco. Yeah. You know, Coco really stood on its own uh, in terms of that aspect. Uh, really good film. Um, John just hates. I just like it's like it like it's like Coco for me like it had all the right. I don't want I don't want to make this sound like a bad word like cliches, um, like the twists. Like a lot of us could see it coming. And that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't care that it's like uh, that the twist is what it was. The the I whole the whole they took the twist like one step further than I thought they were going to. They did. They did. Um, I like the whole like oh the son wants to be this family doesn't want that like okay rebellion like all this like I I just it, like the all ele- right elements are there. It just didn't grab me emotionally. Like I just didn't. I just didn't end up caring. Um, there was like there was certain to me like slapstick moments that i just didn't yeah you know, I, like, still, I loved all the slapstick. i didn't stuff. i, I didn't like great. a lot of the slapsticks i just thought like oh that's that's a funny moment to kill time for some reason like i didn't just see I didn't it feel like they ever slowed anything down though it was always in movement when things were happening uh, uh, like like it's it's just yeah, it was just a movie that like i felt like it's fine it is absolutely fine it's just it, i had i just had no emotional attachment at all to what was going on um I what I do really love about the film is the the use of music. Mm. That yeah, like when when great. music is happening, someone's playing it on screen for the most part. Yeah, like yeah. someone like like that one. The, there's a really sort of poignant moment where uh, one of the dead characters in the film is playing a song for one of his dead friends, yeah. and it's a re- like you think this is the sad song. Like this is gonna be like a really sad song for a really sad moment. No, it's a really cute, funny, dirty song that yeah. this character really loves. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes it sad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a happy song that this character loves. Yeah. And just like and like and like that's just a sad moment. But like yeah. like and there's there's only one uh musical moment that I didn't really need, which was the what the the concert the the contest. Uh-huh. I was like this is a I song like this is a song added just because we wanted to put a fun moment in, and I was like, going I didn't care. back though, watching it for a second time, that scene is way more powerful once really? you, after you've seen it once, hmm. just because once you know all the twists and things, like even though I figured those out beforehand, but knowing that information and seeing how it plays out, and then watching that scene again, yeah, that scene has a lot of like dialogue things that are just like, oh man, that's really good writing. Now yeah. that I've gone back and watched sure. it. 
Like I'm, 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 I'm completely open to watching it again. Yeah. I have, I have no hate we for the it. film. You hate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We get it. But it's, it's, it's fine. fine. It's okay. You're allowed to make. All right, decisions. we're at the top five. <laughs> top five, number five, The Incredibles. Incredibles. I wish it was higher. <laughs> I, I know really you wish do. This is John's number one. <laughs> Uh, any anytime someone asks you like, hey, what's the best Fantastic Four uh, Fantastic Four film out there? You the gotta tell them The Incredibles. <laughs> I I you know I I remember when this movie came out. I didn't really think much of it. Like I didn't like because I was like advertised. Oh, okay, it's superhero. Yeah. Pixar. This is like before you know Marvel and all that. And I just remember thinking, this is such a fun James Bond, like action thriller of a film with some really dark moments. Oh, yeah. Like when you think about like one of those like well yeah I'm killing like, all the. Killing all the superheroes, the fact that like, and so much like Dr. Moreau, I'm like throwing him in, like go fight this thing and creating something that it will kill them. But there's like it's a fact. It's like you know, really like yeah, it's a family. But like the the main the the patriarch of the family, uh, Mister Incredible, he's a guy that was told you can't do your passion anymore. Like right. this is what you're the best at, and this is what you love to do, and you cannot do it anymore because your family, like at first, is like politics. Paul, like you can't do this anymore because it's a financial burden on us. And then eventually he realizes, no, you know what? I couldn't do this because of my family. But you know, it's like, but then they had like this weird moment where like they found a way to make it work. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think they're like, hey, it's all fixed at the end. I mean, like <laughs> the f- interesting thing about that though is it's like the movie becomes a superhero movie when uh, Miss Incredible decides to like save her husband. Yeah. And then when as, she decides to take up arms. And when when the family gets together, that's when it becomes a superhero movie. Because before yeah. that it's sort of like a weird like spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, and I just think that's so great that like it like takes up the mantle of being a superhero movie in that moment when the family like decides to be a family. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah, fun movie. I enjoyed it. I it's it was pretty low on my list. I had a bunch of things in front of it. I still like it. It's great. Like rewatchability is really high on it. Oh yeah. Uh, a villain is interesting. Um, for me, it was just the, the middle never spoke to me. Like it just is slow for me. I like the end. It's fine. I think the final battle is a little underwhelming, but it's fine for me. I don't know. It just never grabbed me. I like it. It's I get, good. I get your it's, point. And, and it's again, it's one of those things where all of these movies we're going to be talking about are still great movies. Yeah. I think we just have yeah. to compare them to other ones that right. are, I would say significantly think, better. The through line of Mr. Incredible and Mrs. Incredible's relationship in that film and the struggle of being like a couple together and it's not just like perfect yeah, was something that I really appreciated in this movie as an emotional through line. And I thought that like the idea of like a struggling husband and wife relationship well, yeah, it takes one of those very like, oh, it's happier ever after because these two like people got together and we were seeing now the ever after and it's like. It ain't so happy. Right. Yeah. And I thought just like, and so there was just so like, there's such a powerful, like, uh, gosh, just like when he's telling her that she can't help because he's so afraid of losing her. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, I, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think that it is a better superhero movie than maybe I would say over half of the super movie hero movies out there, maybe oh, yeah. even higher than that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like if if I had to choose, I'd probably like it would outclass some of the Marvel films for me for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, they just get the genre and they get what makes like the golden age superheroes so cool. Yeah. 
So I just love that. I'm worried about the second one, to be honest. Uh, I, 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 it's, like, well, yeah, it's one of those things, like, I'm excited, but, man, it's happening right after, I guess, plot-wise, like, right or after like the first the one. Like, that's what's crazy. That's That, to me, seems like the mistake. If that's the case. I mean, we, we, case. we only I have mean, a teaser. All we have is a teaser of Jack-Jack, but you assume it. Like, why yeah. would they show that teaser at all? It's that's just, the only thing that I'm worried about, because I want it to be, like, significantly after. I just, I'm worried it's going to be a cash grab. I'm worried they're going to phone I'm it in. I'm worried it's just going to be okay. Because this movie needs to be awesome. Right. Like, because, well, Bradbird for years, God bless him, uh, has talked about how he was never happy with any of the scripts. Any of, like, the, the outlines that, like, have yeah. been come uh, brought to him or that he's thought up of. So, like, I, I want to believe that he really found something gold here yeah. to do it. But I don't know, man. <laughs> the track record hasn't been great for Pixar for sequels. So, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Moving on to our number four, which I've decided what our number four is based on placement. Because me and John had the number three higher more often. Got it. So number four is going to be Wally. Great. Great. Me and John have been talking about this movie a lot recently. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. And and it's great. And I think the problem we have with this where it's not, it would be much higher on this list if what it is for like the first half was what it was the whole movie. Yeah, I actually was gonna say that. Like when I was going through the list, I was like, "Man, is Wally number one for me?" And it, it almost was there. And I was like, "No, the first half of Wally is number one for oh, me." Oh yeah, the first half of no- number one of Wally is number one of everything. Like it's so good. Yeah. And, but, I'm not saying the second half is bad by any means. No, it's it's, a, it's, still, it's still great. It's still great. It's, it's still just great. not as good. It just. Does yeah, it, it just, just slows it down. It takes it a completely different direction that you never thought it was gonna go. And it just doesn't it doesn't the storytelling isn't as strong as the first half. Well, like, well, first of all, like you know, you can you can keep your you know, this great except romance. For the, except for the cleaning robots. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a great it's a great romance story, like the first half, like really great. And but, like the last half you they tried to talk about like waste and like right. And it kind you know, of became really political at the end. And so, yeah, and it's like, it's like you can st- kind of t- <laughs> took a happy feet turn there, right? Speaking of good movies with a weird twist, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like the the waste uh, morals they were trying to go with on the last half, like you could still would have done it with just Wally and Eve, like, yeah, just we, like they're just trying to find plant life and you know, just go off with what he had, like, and you could have had the, the ship that they go to be completely uninhabited. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I like feel it's like just that evil robot. You know, it still have oh, sure. you know, yeah, like, sure. you know, still have I feel like, like the evil robot there making. I like think a the, the weakest anymore. point is that we could have just removed the humans and had a non-verbal robot movie that was emotionally impactful. Yeah. And I think it that talked about waste and environmental use, and all that stuff, just fine. Yeah. But as is, it's still a great no, movie. Oh, it's still fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. And it's some but, of yeah, the best yeah, comedy. Oh yeah! Oh, it's oh. so funny. <laughs> the, 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 so funny. When he's the, the cockroach. Like, oh yeah, the, the cockroach. cockroach is great. Like, just gets blown up all the time. Like, I, I, yeah, the cleaning robot. I always crack up that part where they're in the supermarket and the carts are just like, like gaining on Wally. He's like, the cut, it cuts oh, him like trying to open the door to get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, there's so much. Well, and what's great about it is there's so much just visual comedy and like there's not just like jokes. Yeah, it's yeah. actual like funny comedy like they thought about it like the things are pacing yeah timing. the pacing mm-hmm. so great like it's so good like and they do so much at the beginning with no dialogue which yeah. is fantastic other than you know like weird narration of like what's going on but that's you know fine because it's like uh diegetic it's like in the world mm-hmm. um 
and it's just it's so sweet like his little relationship and him like you know when he's out there holding the umbrella for her in the rain and he gets shocked by lightning pulls out another umbrella like there's just cute stuff yeah. like it's yeah. just so good so good <laughs> um so now to move on to our number three monsters incorporated it's so good it just it's, it's, it's great i feel like this is like the closest thing to like the cult classic of Pixar films, yeah, yeah. like it's like no one really expected much. Oh, like, and, uh, it, and it didn't do well in comparison to all the other ones, like you know, yeah, no, no like no. it's not one of the top ones, it's not even, it's probably near the bottom, but like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it took you took a buddy comedy film and you just added a little bit more to it, and just it's just like, ah, like the movie, like it's just it's just entertaining all the way through, all the way through, yeah. There's no, there's no point. Great in characters, that. great world building. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Amazing yeah. world building. Yeah. Just setting up everything, setting up, you know, the villains, setting up all these people. Like, and what's really cool is I think what's what's cool about this is it really showed that the world was also like a villain. Like the expectations mm-hmm. society, of their society yeah. was like it was really cool. Like it was really cool to see them work beyond just like hey, I'm just the evil guy. It's like what they were trying to do, like. The, you know they it's you know the the best villains are always ones who are you know mirrors of right you know the heroes like the i don't even know what his name is but he's like the weird creepy crab guy the guy who's like the boss the main bad like, guy yeah he's yeah, like yeah. this is how it has to be i'm trying to make sure our world stays alive yeah right like he has a motivation that's not just like i'm evil um and so it just makes it more interesting and he you know he even gets afraid and fear and stuff like that and it's like it's so cool. Like, and then they turn, like, they turn it into a good message of, like, happiness is stronger than fear. Right. Yeah. Well, like, because, like, even when even when they arrest him, like, you know, like, the government agents, they take him away, the problem was still there. It wasn't until they realized, oh, you know, like, hindsight, I get, you know what, like, happiness, yeah, it powers us, powers everything way better. But, like, they, they were just towed away the bad guy with no, like, no real right. fix to their issue. Yeah. Like, And then just, like... This is a great example of Pixar picking a concept to constrain their storytelling, not to explore a concept, yeah. right? Yes. Like they like set up like what happens when we have this world, right? And then they built their story around it instead of being like, how do we make a story to show you off this world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think this is where like, for example, Inside Out could have learned something from this is that like take your concept and then you know, like I just think that Monsters Inc. just does it stronger. Like yeah, it has totally. a really strong, interesting world concept, interesting characters with a thematic through line, but just like it's it's a tight ship. It's yeah. a tight ship. Mm-hmm. And that ending, <sighs> like, so good. Finally, puts the door back together. Like God, look at that. that God, I would not love that movie if it didn't have that ending. I would just like hit like that that gratification of knowing that a person that did good. Gets rewarded, yeah. right, for what he did. I'm like, ah, oh, God, just like how oh, open the door, like, just see his face. You hear her voice, Kitty, and he just smiles at the camera, and that's it. God, oh, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> then he got Monsters Universe. Dude, let's go back for God. Oh. <laughs> God, I know that ending hit me so hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. God, that was he in puts tears that final old. little, just like sliver, like you know, splinter in the door. Like his buddy, just, just like with all his scars on his hands from like yeah. putting all the pieces like back together, because like. Yeah, okay. you mean, you got the last piece. You do the honors. It's like, oh man, look. You got the, you know, you got one of the best characters. You know, the Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, I'm always watching. Uh, yeah. I'm always thinking. 
just like great characters, great setup. Like they just they were able to really explore the world too because you go to a lot of different locations besides just. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. there you get to see, you know, the city, how it works, like their nightlife. You get to see their housing, like all this different stuff. Like you really get to feel like it's a place versus just like hey. being trapped in this building. I like I can step into that world and immediately know how, how I'm supposed to survive. Yeah. Um, I was say, Number two, Toy Story 2. <laughs> I think that like what's great about this is this was like one of those examples. Like this is how you do a sequel. This is how you follow up with something that like is better than the original. And really, yes. like, just builds on what you've set up. I just love this movie. Like, setting up more characters in Woody's world and showing him that there's, like, more to his life that could have happened kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And things that he's been missing out on versus, like, the family he's always known and accepted. And knowing he basically has, like, it's like, it's like, it's like basically being adopted and finding you have, like, you know, right. you know. I don't know what the term for it, but you know, you're like your real family would be your uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bi- biological, biological, biological family kind of thing. Yeah, there you, biological yeah. Family. you know, and dealing with that and like those kind of things, I think it's just really interesting themes and you get to see this whole other side and then you've got, it's just like fun, like really interesting themes, like deep, you know, character building stuff that I think Pixar just has set the bar on mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. Well, like just like extending like, the life of a toy just like when you think about it's like because it's just it's them like it's for for the most part it's just them coping with the fact that one day they're not gonna be played with anymore and like you get that minor character at the beginning the the squeaky toy the Mm -hmm. penguin it's like oh shoot like we didn't realize you were up there like yeah like my squeaky part stopped working so she just put me up there and everyone just kind of forgot i tried to i tried to call for help but you know the squeaky part was gone and like oh that sucks then you get the jesse who's just like the most extreme form of that right. just someone that was forgotten like and we've all been there you yeah. like the when you hear her story that her original owner just stopped playing with her because she grew up yeah because we all and we all started tearing up because we think like oh shit i totally did that to my black power ranger toy like, like yeah. it's somewhere in the closet i don't know where it is anymore right. oh my god i abandoned him yeah. like ah uh, and just like just like well, as, and just like <laughs> the idea of her like her like theory switches around too of like we need. I need to preserve like my legacy of like who I am. Yeah. Versus like, you know, she's so worried about that versus having like more experience. It's like she gets so trapped in that what she was too mm-hmm. that she can't move past it. Yeah. And like you know the idea of like just pres- preserving that like literally like with how the like tinkerer guy like you know cleans them all up like sews them up makes them perfect and just puts them in display cases and they just sit there display cases they don't do anything. It's just really interesting. Yeah. I just loved it. And then the freaking axe guy. So scary. Oh. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was lower on my list. Mm. Um, and for me, I think the, the only thing that I like, all the points are so there. Like, I think that as a like emotional film, it grows beyond the first one for certain. Yeah. yeah. I think that it hits so many hard parts. And I think for me, this film feels like weird memory bubbles. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I only have these moments in that film that I recall really powerfully. The thing that bugged me the most about this movie, and the reason I would have put it, it should have been higher but wasn't on my list, is it felt like they were like, we need to do a sequel. What do we do for sequels? We tell the same story but backwards, which is like... Buzz got lost, so we have to lose Woody, and they go find Woody. And it's just like, that structure felt weak to me because it felt very um, of the period of that time zone where uh, 
a lot of films were doing that where like the sequel is the goofy like remake of the first one, right? But I feel like they went beyond that with the emotional and the character growth in the like world. Like that's where they started, but they were able to like take. And so I feel like level. if they just removed that element of like, yeah, buzz if they were get, able to get them in those locations a with, different way. way yeah. It would have been stronger. There's a little bit in the middle ground, especially with like Buzz and the toys trying to find Woody. Yeah, I just I could. Yeah, lose there, it. I mean, yeah, there's some middle <laughs> stuff that's not you know, perfect, but but I, I just feel the story of Jesse and the story of Woody is so strong. In that oh movie yeah, for it's me. Like, great. Well, I, I I always just appreciate it for the fact that it doesn't do, like, the retreading of the first movie thing of, like, you know, the first movie, Buzz and Woody didn't get along. So, like, most movies in the sequels, okay. they do that whole thing again where they yeah, have to they have the it. same exact, like, like, character drama where this is completely different. No, this is, like, straight up, hey, Buzz and Woody, we're best friends. Yeah. And right. I, like, Buzz, like, it's like, I am going to go out and find my best friend. And we're not going to fight about it. We're not going to have some sort of, like, like right. falling out again. It's straight up like I accept I understand why you want to do this, buddy, but we have a place yeah. that we call home. Right. And we and we miss you. So let's get let's get going. Like it's like, yeah, good, great. No more no more of these yeah. like fights. And that doesn't even happen in the third one either, which yeah. is great. It's great. And so it's like, yeah, all right. They never keep keep it going. They never fall back on their character growth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, they keep progressing forward. All right. Now for number one. Number one. Up, yeah, man. I mean, we could almost say that Up earns it just for that fucking introduction. It's a big part of it. It's a huge. I think it just keeps. It sets it up so well. Yeah, and it keeps delivering throughout the rest of it for me. I mean, obviously, I think the the one drawback is has kind of one of the weirder concept with the whole like dog army thing. (laughs) 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 But everything else is so strong. Just like the like getting to see. Is it? Carl, Carl, what's the main mm-hmm. guy? Yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl. just him grow throughout this whole thing of just like watching him as like a little kid and seeing this woman who he loves like get him out of his shell. I just think that like the fact that our main character is this like old man, right? Just like at, he's not young, he's not like attractive, he's not. He's got such a great. Uh, character design though yeah and he's you know like like being a crotchety old man (laughs) and i just think that like his journey is a journey that we don't talk about very much in media and at least not in pop popular media and so i thought it was just like i don't know i loved it and i love the fact that the conflict just like ends up between two old guys like (laughs) trying to find their youth so great (laughs) it's so good and i just chasing after these these ghosts yeah like Mm -hmm chasing out like what legitimizes them in their life yeah and also just visually the colors in that movie are great oh yeah i love the colors in that movie i was laughing because i was like you can't teach an old dog new tricks and i was like maybe that's why there's so many dogs in that movie. <laughs> 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 i like this weird realization oh my god <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, yeah, it's just great. You just get to go on this journey. Like I love like, it's, it's, you know, it's a road trip, you know, yeah. movie. I just love those. They're just fun. Yeah, totally. You just set up. What's the little kid's name? Russell. 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 He's yeah. just, just, yeah, he just got so much energy. He's just so charismatic. <laughs> like you just gotta love him. Like he's so <laughs> terrible at everything, but like he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> you know, I, I like this movie. You know, like it, it definitely deserves its one spot. It's not in my one spot, but <laughs> like for me, I have that like like Wally effect with it, 
Or I loved like the first half or like before before they leave. Before they leave. But like the last half where like yeah, it's like dog army, like crazy, like crazy stuff that's like going on. Like it's not like it's just like for some reason that one step beyond yeah. where I want to grasp. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um but yeah, like the whole like the themes, the like all the all the characters, uh, Russell, the evil, the v- villain man, the the dogs, every yeah. all the dogs, like well, and even the uh, the out. like uh, corporate guys at the beginning mm-hmm. like, when they're like trying to take his house and like he like overreacts to something like hurts someone. It's just all these like really like really real things like that people yeah. have to go through, and especially like when you look at you know people as they get older, they just you know don't have as much control as they used to. Like he, you see him struggle with that. Yeah. Like, cause you literally saw his entire it. life. Yeah. In t- what? 15 minutes. Like yeah, something like that. It's like, it's like, that's so rough. Yeah. Like <laughs> the back, like the whole 15 minutes is just backstory. Like, so you don't need to bring it up. You're like, there's no, yeah. there's no need for, for there's no more tell flashbacks. not show. It is, it's all shown and yeah. it's good. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. And just that it lasts with you the whole movie. Like everything totally. he does, like every moment that he has, you always reference it to that first 15 minutes. Yeah. And then like the moment later in the film when he goes past the Our Adventures page and realizes she's been filling it up with yeah. all of their photos. She's just like, so content. It's so heartbreaking because you're just like, He's been so angry this whole time when, like, she, like, because he's been, like, I'm doing this for you because I don't think that you were happy. Right. And, like, she was. It's just, like, this whole, like, she was happy the whole time. Well, even, like, Russell, when he gives up, he's, like, you know what? I was happy doing what we were doing. Like, and then, like, like, and the fact that you want to give up on, like, our friend, like, our friends that we just lost. And like you don't want like the fact that you're just so focused on yourself, you're not making this fun. Like you, yeah. you, you are not like you just you're so into yourself. Like you're like you've like lost track of everyone around you that we care about you. And he like he throws down his merit badges, goes, "I quit. <laughs> I don't care anymore. This isn't fun for me anymore. Like, like there are more important things than what I want to do. Yeah. Then like then like you know I like I have to go save our friends. Bye. Like <laughs> God. Like this kid just like really it's like really sitting real for yeah. this guy. Shit. The kid literally just threw down <laughs> the gauntlet. It's like you love my patches though, and I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like God, just so oh Russell, yeah. I love you, man. Yeah, just like the like being able to move past like different attachments and stuff so like good. that. It's just so it's, themes are so good. Like it's just it's just, it's just so good. Like they hit all the themes. Like and the fact that you know, like the dog. The dog is great. Just like you're my master and I love you. Yeah. Unrelenting like, oh, love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he's under the thing, he's like, <laughs> he's like I'll always be here for you. Because yeah. I love you. Yeah, he's just like, yelled at him and tell him to leave. Tell him to go. All right. Get out of here. I don't want you here. It's just so. You're just like, ha, ah, ah. ha. <laughs> just uh, so good. Just great. emotionally great. Yeah. Open up, guys. Just open up to the world. You know? Open up to the people around you. God. So great. Well, that's our top list of <laughs> Pixar movies. Um, We're going to do a really, really quick. Uh, Movies to try again this week. I don't have one because you know, <laughs> I do what I do. Cool, cool. And it's nothing. Um, so we're just going to do a quick run down, run down Rowan and uh, John have one for this week. Great. Just pulling it up real fast. Just, just do it. Oh, all right. Well, uh, my, my pick of the week is uh, the film The Coneheads. Uh, it's, if you don't know, it's based off an old SNL skit uh, starring Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Um, basically the whole gist is they're cone 
headed shaped aliens, <laughs> like super tongue in cheek. Uh, it's super obvious that they don't fit in, but the world around them doesn't notice that. And so here you have these bald people with like two foot long cones on the top of their heads. That's actually their skull. And they're just like playing off like, oh, we're just guys from France. We're not here. A part of an alien takeover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're there for an alien takeover. And it's like it's, the whole film is this story about immigration. It's a family that literally came from another country that came from another world. Illegal aliens that just want to start a better life. Because they totally lose track of the world domination uh, bit. Yeah. And they just go like, you know what? Let's just integrate. You know, we're, we have a kid now. Like, let's just go with it and just see what happens. And like the whole film, like they're being chased by this immigrations officer that just like is so focused on them. Like, these guys are illegal aliens and we got to get them off of here. And like everyone's like, you know, you're putting a lot of like resources and just like tracking down some some guy that's using a fake name, right? Yeah. Like, like, and he doesn't even care that they're aliens. Like, he just cares. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you are then, not. Then you've been able to use the term illegal aliens. <laughs> it's like, just a like, joke. No, no, no. Like, and so like it's like the whole movie is like this weird like political bash about how immigration works in America and the importance of immigration in its history. And it's just so funny. Like, it's so like I feel like it's so ahead of its time. Um. A lot of great, like, little slapstick things because they're aliens and, like, little great little in-jokes of suspension of disbelief where people are like, hey, Beldar, is that you? Like, like his, his two-foot cones, like, sticking over a fence. Like, so obviously it's him. And so his neighbor's like, oh, hey, man, didn't see you there. <laughs> uh, and it's great. I think it's really funny. Uh, I think people really enjoy it now more than ever. Uh, and I love revisiting it. It's a great film. Cool. So my film is... Um Seeing that we're getting to the holidays, I'm starting to bring out some holiday films. Um, my favorite Christmas film is Terry Pratchett's Hogfather. Hmm. Um, it's a made-for-TV BBC film, 2007. Yeah, it's going to be goofy. It's super goofy, super goofy. Um, so the basic premise is this. It's it's Hog's Watch, which is basically Christmas in Discworld, and everything is not as it should be. The Hogfather has gone missing, so it's up to death who takes on the mantle of the Hogfather for the evening to deliver all the presents while he has his... The Hogfather is Santa, not yeah. the Godfather. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and he has his granddaughter, Susan, try to figure out what has happened to the Hogfather. And the wizards from the Unseen University get involved, and there's assassins and tooth fairies. And it is the best Christmas movie. Hmm. Like, straight up, like, this movie made me cry. Like, they're, like, you don't, yeah, I know. You're like, what? <laughs> but, like, the production value is not great. Like, it's kind of cheesy. But the movie starts to hit these concepts about, like, what are the, the purposes of religion, the holidays, spirituality, and, like, what does it mean to be a person? Yeah. And all of these, like, core themes that belong in, like, holiday films. And it does it with such tongue-in-cheek. It's cute. It's funny. Um, the characters are hilarious. The cast is great. Death is stellar. Uh, and I just... I love how BBC British movie this looks. It's so... <laughs> it's so great. And uh, Susan's played by uh, the woman who plays Mary in um, Downton Abbey. Uh, so the, the, the whole cast is well-known. Um, British fun British actors and it's just it's hard to get you, you have to rent it on like DVD from My Netflix bad, yeah. um, but it just like I'm not a Christmas movie guy but this one just like I don't know they it's fun 
Sweet Ebenezer Scrooge. It's cute. No. Okay. <laughs> it's just, and, you know, it's all of Terry Pratchett's charm and, like, wit. It's so smart. Um, and I think that, you know, grab yourself, like, a hot cider, sit down with the family and have a laugh. It's just fun. Like, definitely from watching a trailer, it, make, it gives me sort of like a Babes in Toyland sort of feel. Like, yeah. Where it's like, this is technically, yeah, it's a Christmas film. Not really. But, ba- ba- but the elements around it make yeah. it feel really like homey and Christmassy. It's great. That's cool. cool. Well, that has been another episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, right. it was quite the episode. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's our 10th episode, guys. Wow. Oh, wow. We've done 10, ten of these. We've spent 10 hours talking at least. At, at least. least. Well, thank you for being with us on these 10 episodes. Um, don't forget to give Hopefully us there's a, 10 more. <laughs> give us comments and shares. Um, like, really, like, we'd love to hear back from anyone who watches the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, if there's news or movies you want us to talk about or anything in general, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Love you. Thanks, friends. You know, I, I like you, and you know, as a friend, I wasn't talking to you, Rob. I know, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking to them. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, bye, right, guys. <laughs>